Welcome to the ride. Life, Work, and Wealth Podcast with your host, Chris Rowe. Years ago, Chris was a firefighter and a paramedic and witnessed many people not getting another tomorrow, and it shaped who he is now as a financial strategist. Chris doesn't just help people plan for a secure tomorrow, he helps them plan for a better today. Chris lives in Burlington, Ontario, and is an investment advisor at Three Hats Financial, a trade name of Harborfront Wealth Management, an IROC dealer. Let's get to it. How much do you think you will get from the Canada Pension Plan when it's your turn to retire? Is there anything you should do to make sure you get the most you're entitled to? And why should you figure all that out anyway? Questions, questions, questions that your host, Chris Durow, can answer. All right, Chris. When should people start paying attention to their CPP accounts? Well, as soon as you start working in that, you want to just have an idea of what it is and how much you're contributing. If you're with an employer, it's going to be automatic, so you don't need to set anything up. Self-employed is a little bit different, and we'll talk about that. Of course, as you're getting closer to retirement, you definitely want to be paying attention to it uh, and just asking for your statement and that to, to review so you have an idea. Now, we'll touch on all of that, but really why I wanted to have a chat today on the Canada Pension Plan is it is one of the big cornerstones of retirement income planning, and basically, it is important to understand how much you're going to receive in retirement. So many times, like when I'm helping pre-retirees create their retirement income projection plans, what we do for them, and it comes to the part about cash flow, which is number one, like we need to figure out. Well, number one is actually your lifestyle expenses. Sorry. Number two is then how's it, where's the cash flow coming to pay for that? Right. And we have to start going through all the sources that they have. And one of the obviously the most common ones is CPP and old age security. So when it comes to CPP, so many times people just right away, yeah, I get the max or I should get the max. It's, it, <laughs> I should all, do the max. I love it. <laughs> all the time. It's so common that everyone just thinks, well, I've been working for so long and all of that, that I, I should definitely be getting the max. Uh, definitely not the case. And that's why we want to talk about that. The actual average monthly payment at age 65 in 2022 is $727.61. That's, so that's not much, Chris. No, but that's, you're taking, like, always remember the average, like you're taking people that have extremely low incomes and all all that in between and everything else. So, however, that is the average. Now, the max monthly in 2022 at age 65 is $1,253.59. So basically, you're looking at almost, well, just over 500 bucks. Mm -hmm. So that's quite a difference. The annual amount is just over 15,000 to $15,043 annually is the max. So that's quite a difference. That's quite a ways off from the max. And based on those numbers, obviously not everyone's getting that max. And actually it's only around, it's low. It's only around like 6% of CPP recipients even receive the maximum payment. And that's coming from Employment and Social Development Canada. So it's safe to say that many people assume they're going to get the maximum when definitely not everyone does. Basically, the amount of CPP, Canada Pension Plan, that you will get, it depends on your contributions over your working career. So the best way to figure out how much CPP you qualify for is first to log in if you already have one or if you don't have one, definitely sign up and get a My Service Canada account. You can get all kinds of good information there and it's just important for you to have, but 
based on this, you can get an estimate of your monthly CPP retirement pension payments. And if you don't want to do it online or anything like that, you can also just simply call them and ask for a CPP statement of contributions. So then let's just talk about how you get the maximum. So I've already mentioned that the average CPP payment is much lower than the maximum. So why is that so many people don't qualify for the maximum? Well, it really comes down to two areas, the numbers of contributions over the years and the amounts of those contributions. So let us let me just break it down for you. So let's first one talk about contributions. To get the max, you must contribute into CPP for 39 years at the maximum level. So if we take the difference of years between 18, when you're eligible to start contributing to 65, then that means you need to contribute at least 83% of the time that you're eligible to contribute. If you do not contribute into the CPP for at least 39 years between the ages of 18 to 65, then you won't get the maximum. If so, then you might get the maximum, but we now need to know like what those amounts of contributions are, which is the second part. So every year that you continue to work and contribute to CPP between those ages, again, I'll say of 1865, you add to what I call is like your CPP bank. And to qualify for the maximum, you must not only contribute to CPP for those 39 years, but you must also contribute enough in those years. And CPP uses a thing called the yearly maximum pensionable earnings. So the abbreviation is YMPE. <laughs> and to determine whether you contribute enough, you can go, you can basically just Google and look up those charts from previous years. But basically in 2022, it is $64,900. So what does that mean? Basically, if you make less gross income than that, yearly maximum pensionable earnings, amount number, you will not be contributing the max amount to your CPP bank to qualify for that maximum amount of pension payment in retirement. So in 2022, the max amount you would contribute if you make those, that YMPE, even I screwed up, amount, it's basically 5.7% of your salary. So around $3,500 and your employer matches that. That's coming off your paycheck. If you're self-employed, unfortunately, you have to pay both. So you're $7,000 going into this each year. Now, for many people above that gross income level, they know it because they're probably one of the individuals that gets happy throughout the year, usually around now for many people, um, some earlier, just obviously depends on the gross income. I'm just going by average, is that you notice your pay goes up halfway through or towards the end of the year, because right. that's basically you've paid up all your CPP payments for the year and there's no more being deducted. So for a lot of our clients, the thing is with that is a lot of times, great, people get this extra cash flow because they're done paying the CPP payments and life doesn't really change much. You're happy that your paycheck goes up, but you definitely don't notice any difference mm -hmm. for the next few months because we're very good at if there's extra money flowing into our bank account, it just disappeared. So what some of our clients do, which we recommend, it's a great idea, is that once when you have an idea that it's, it stops and the amount, or you just, that they wait and tell us, is that for the remainder of the year, each month, we take that and put it into a tax-free savings account. So at least that extra money is going towards something. It's going in a tax-free environment, growing for them. And then it's kind of cool after a few years that that money would have just kind of gone nowhere. And now you see this surplus in your tax-free savings account. So just a tip there. Getting back to the requirements of CPP. So as you can see, that obviously it's not easy for everyone to get the max. And 
factors such as if you especially get into the workforce later in life or retire early, or maybe you're a business owner who chooses to pay themselves dividends and you don't really take show much gross income on paper and you don't, or you don't contribute to CPP or make enough, well, you're not maxing it out. So now you might be thinking, well, those examples don't apply to me. However, I've got, if I had to go over those years, a lot of stuff's happened for most. So then you're going to have some low years. You may be saying, I have some low years due to not working very much at all, or I had lower income jobs for a few of those years. Good news is you don't need to worry because they will automatically exclude up to eight years of your earning history with the lowest earnings when calculating the base component of your CPP retirement pension. But you still have to put in 39 years? Well, I mean, no, that's to get the max. Okay. You, okay. Yeah, to get the max. Yeah, you could, so that's just for that. Now, obviously, if you're taking out the eight, eight years history, you're not getting the max. Right, uh, right. But however, it does increase the payment for you. So this also, the thing about that is that, well, what about if uh, childbearing years, mm -hmm. obviously? So you had two or three children, that's going to be a huge time out of the workforce. So basically there's a child rearing provision that can help to increase your CPP benefits, depending on those earning years, obviously during the periods that you were caring for the children and that it counts for under the age of seven. All those details are like going through a lot right now. All of this can be found on the Canada Service website. If you want more information, just trying to give you a little bit of tidbits here. So as you can see, it's not easy to qualify for the full CPP, especially with the trend of people Nowadays, like you're, some people are entering the workplace later because they're going to school a lot longer and then people retiring earlier. So those are going to also have factors into this. And as I mentioned earlier, the easiest way to figure this out is your, CP, your CPP eligibility is just to ask, is to get an estimate by looking at your statement of contributions online at your My Service Canada account. And like I said, you can also request a paper, call, a paper copy by calling them as well. Um, and once you have that, it's all. It's going to list all the years that you were eligible to contribute from age to 18 to 65. And it will just show you how much you contributed in each of those years and give you an idea of like kind of where you stand. And if you, maybe you are on track to reach the maximum payment, which is fantastic. So that just gives you that idea. Basically, like with planning your retirement needs, it, it, it takes some understanding on how much you're going to get. And there's other factors and CPP can be complicated, but it is one that's crucial to your retirement planning for sure. And this is, what, as I mentioned, why we create those, we call them retirement income projection plans. It basically maps out clients' cash flow. So they always know where they are at any given time in retirement, before retirement. And it just gives them that peace of mind that they can visually see, hey, I'm not going to outlive my savings with the current market drop. So those are very important for retirees to have just so that you can enjoy retirement and not be stressing so much about money. Right. Tell me a little bit more about being self-employed. How do you go about dealing with that? Well, with CP with that, basically, if you want the full CPP amount, you have to be, well, if you're showing the amount of gross income, you have to contribute to CPP. Now, depending how the self-employed set up, if they have a corp and they're taking dividends and things like that, they can choose to have a very low income and take the majority from dividends or choose to have a higher gross income. And that's something you're going to want to speak with your accountant to, do I take a higher income, just enough to qualify to max out the CPP? Uh, there's a couple other factors there, but that's definitely where the accountant comes into play. All right. One other, I'll just touch on quickly, Patrice, is basically after this, the next big question, which many people are going to ask is, okay, 
I have an idea of how much I'm going to get, or I checked into it, or I now know I'm not getting 100% the max. But the next big question is, when do I start taking it? Well, good news. We already have done a podcast on that. It's actually topic on that topic, and it's episode 32 if you want to take a listen. One of the nuggets in that recording, which I'll just give you right now quickly, is four general questions to decide if you're going to take it early or not is just get a piece of paper and ask yourself these four questions, and it's an X or check mark. So first of all, do you need the cash flow at all now? Check mark for yes, X for no. Second question, how long do you think you'll live? Now, obviously not the easiest question to answer, but ask yourself about your current health, family history, and that's going to give you some clues. So for some people, when we ask this, they tell me right away, oh, the high, I highly doubt it. I'm living age 75 because of my lifestyle factors, my family history, this and that, current health. If you feel that you won't necessarily make it much past that, then check mark for yes. If you think you're going to live longer than age 75, put an X. Of course, we're just our best guess. Do you have, third question is, do you have other pension plans that can balance off your CPP? So specifically, if you have another pension plan that you're taking earlier than expected, perhaps in that case, it makes more sense to defer your CPP because you have other income sources and you don't necessarily need that cash flow right now. So check mark for if you don't have another pension plan providing you income and an X if you do have other pension plans. Now, will the CPP proceeds be spent or invested in a tax sheltered account? Or will the funds sit in a taxable account? Check mark if you're going to be spent or tax sheltered an account or an X if they're just going to sit in a taxable account. Now, after going through those four questions, if you have more check marks and X's, then it looks like CPP earlier may be a benefit for you. And of course, I'm going to just add in here, it's not best to chance these things. You definitely want to speak to a financial professional right. about these. I'm just trying to give listeners, you guys, some ideas and I have a 20 minute podcast on kind of the best course and just to give you an idea. But with in regards to this, it's always best to sit down with a professional and go over some of these important decisions. I've mentioned other podcasts it's actually a statistic and people don't believe this, but that a lot of people spend more time planning a significant vacation than they do their retirement. They just think retirement happens. Letter to the employer and I'll figure it out. Well, it's pre retirement's pretty important. <laughs> so it's just good that you make sure that you get the proper advice and have other resources and professionals helping you. So hopefully that's give some list the listeners some insight on if they'll be getting the max amount of CPP and retirement among other factors in regards to this pension. And always, if you have any questions, just contact us. You can get us through our website at threehatsfinancial.ca. Outstanding, Chris. Thanks so much. So all of you listeners, stay on top of your CPP benefits. And for more smart insights and information, subscribe to this podcast and of course, share with others. I'm Patrice Sikora. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.